Welcome to the Extra Unordinary, a podcast where extra people talk on ordinary media. My name is Addison, and I'll be your host tonight. With me on my patio deck, which is really nice and breezy, it's great, I have Cat. Yo, yo, World Wide Web. And far away from me, but always close to me in my heart. We love you. Aww. I am Joe. Hello, everybody. So, um... Before we get started, uh, what's going on with everybody? It's been like a month since we recorded. It has been a month, hasn't oh, it? Yeah. I think we need to start with you, Addison, and find out how your vacation went. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, which one? <laughs> the vacation of a lifetime, the first one you took. Oh, yeah. Um, where I went to Universal, New York, and Boston. Those are not on the same side of the country. Yeah, they are. Universal's in Orlando? Yeah, I know, but... I'm, I'm meaning, like, north and south. Yeah, I flew. I know. That's, that's, that's so far. It's far. So far. It was far. I had fun. Um, I went to Harry Potter World. That was a blast. Jealous. Um, I, I cried, like, a lot when I got to the park. It's pretty beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful... I cried when I saw Hogwarts. <laughs> Did you go on the ride? Yeah, of course I went on the fucking I ride. To make sure. <laughs> Don't be a basilisk. <laughs> no, it, it, it was the greatest. And then I went to New York and I saw four different Broadway plays. Holy shit. Yeah. That sounds amazing. It was great. I saw the SpongeBob SquarePants musical, which was so good. <laughs> Guys, it's so good. I can't describe how good it is. It's so good. And not like, was he, not nostalgia good. Or? No, it was like humans playing Spongebob characters. It was so good. Oh, hmm. wow. Uh, I'd give it a chance. No, it's great. Yeah. It's great. I can't speak highly of it enough. Because, is it like absurd? Oh, it's absolutely insane. Like an absurd musical? Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. It's like an hour and a half Spongebob episode. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> it's great. Okay, and it has like really good... Political commentary. It's great. You guys need to see it. They're coming. They're going on tour. Go see it. I highly recommend All right, it. If it comes to Atlanta, I'll see it. Yeah. yeah. Don't stalk us because I said we're in Atlanta. I think. You know where it's going to me. I want a ticket. It's great. Um, I saw Wicked. <gasps> Love it. Uh, it's so <laughs> good. I'm part of this now. I hate you so much. It's so good. Kat, we'll go to New York. <laughs> we'll go to New York together. I promise. I promise. Okay. <laughs> Two years, I'm doing my all-American road trip. I plan to stand with I'm like, back from England for you. Yay. <laughs> uh, and then you I saw... You didn't kiss it. It's not a real pinky promise. I kissed it. Okay. I didn't know you had to kiss your pinky. For a pinky kiss. promise? No. no, back me up. <laughs> for a pinky I've promise, you've got to kiss it. I've never heard that before in my life. <laughs> okay. Uh, then I saw Book of Mormon. Ugh! Still need to see it. I don't oh, know. It's so good. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I saved up for like five years for this trip, you guys. And uh, then I uh, saw Avenue Q. I didn't know that was still running. Yep. 15 years. Fuck yeah. Wow. It was, it was great. I got uh, a really good price on the ticket. I got like a $45 ticket from Today Ticks. Nice. Yeah. My SpongeBob Product ticket. placement. Sponsor us. Uh, my Spongebob ticket, uh, I got half off from the Tix booth in Times Square. 
Like, literally 15 minutes before the show started. Wow. Yeah, it was great. Well, no one's really going to that show. I mean, it's been running for 15 years. Yeah, that makes sense. No, uh, uh, Spongebob. Oh. Oh. I mean, people are going, but it's not like... I wonder if people even know it's a thing. Then I went to Boston, and that was a lot of fun. I went up to Salem. Salem is beautiful. We got Joe again. Joe's back. Hi, Joe. Hello. I don't know what happened. Eh. Oh, hey, bud. We can see you. Or I saw you for a second. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, I never see Joe's face. We never see Joe's face. (laughs) You are elusive. (laughs) An enigma. It's a mystery. It is a mystery. Sorry. Um, And then after I went to New York, I went up to Boston. And I spent the first, like, I had one day in Boston. I'm really sad I didn't get to see more. Where'd you go in Boston? I basically just went up to Salem. Just oh. Salem? Okay. Salem, and then I toured, I was staying in the Common. Okay. So I walked around the Common, and... Did you make it to the Science Museum? Because it's fucking sweet. I didn't. Damn. I did. Um, I did go up to Salem okay. and go check out a lot of spooky shit. That was fucking rad. I took a ghost tour. Oh, dude. Nice. And, like, I actually felt, like, the presence of ghosts. There's a lot of history there. No, it was so cool. It was great. I rec- mm-hmm. I highly recommend everybody go. I want to make it up there Halloween. One Dude, year. it's so pretty. It's cold, but it's pretty. I'll go. I hate the cold, but I'll do it. Um, Join me in the cold. And then I came back to the real world, and shit hit the fan. Oh. Yeah. Broke up with my boyfriend, and... That was, the, that was not a happy day, sorry. Okay. That is in, like... Yay. Well, yay for me because I deserve to get treated better than I was by him. Fuck yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah, if he wasn't treating you the way you deserve to be, then he can go fall into a gutter. (laughs) He can go mistreat somebody else. Yeah, he can go mistreat (laughs) someone else, but he shouldn't mistreat anyone. He should just stop and become a better human being. He is a a good human being. I love him a lot, but it wasn't working. And that sucks, and that's life. Yeah, that happened. And yep. then I quit my job, which wasn't really all that sad because I fucking hated it. Fuck <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> and then when I quit. And now you're doing this full time, right? <laughs> Sweet cheese, I wish. Sponsor oh. us. Love us. Help us become more extra than we already are. Yeah. I'll have a Patreon. I'll give you guys my PayPal. We'll get Venmo. I've got Venmo already. We'll get Venmo for you nerds. Yeah. We'll have our own Venmo. The EU. To send your money to the EU. Send your money to us. $50 a day, you can sponsor Addison. (laughs) Help her get the care that she needs. Help Help her help you. (laughs) Do you think Sarah McLaughlin will will give us the rights? (laughs) Guys. Guys, it's fine. I I, need more videos of you holding cats with, like, sad music. (laughs) I have plenty of cats. In the arms of the angels. So, the kitty stars. Oh, God! We're not talking about that, because then I'm going to start thinking about, like, homeless pets, and we can't go down that we road. We can't go down that road right we now. We can't go down that road. We can't. Okay, um, so yeah, I, I quit my job that I hated, and now I'm interviewing a lot, but I may have taken a week off. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and went down to Florida again. <laughs> And I went to the beach, and then I went to Disney, and then I went back to Universal. So I actually might need that $50 a day sponsor. 
Uh, I will also okay, take one. Okay, seventy-five dollars today. We'll up it for you. Yay! She'll take seventy-five. I'll take fifty. Hey. It comes with boob pick. I won't. I won't like take money from you guys without boobs. Yeah. That's a fair compliment. Like, for fifty dollars a day, you can get boobs and help us in from starving. <laughs> this is our real that Patreon. Admit, you come to think of it, boobs McGee. <laughs> Zombie apocalypse. Everybody calls you boobs McGee. I'm voting that. Can we have an apocalypse now, please? No, what? like, we worked at a haunted house called Atlanta Zombie Apocalypse. Yes. Oh my god, that's kind of a name. <laughs> that's how I knew her name for, like, the first month of knowing her. Sweet I didn't know her Jesus! Name. Did you think her name was Boobs? Knew her name was Boobs, yeah. Who <laughs> called me that? Everybody did. Nobody's called me that to my face! Really? I'm calling you that now, Boobs. <laughs> how you doing? I am so sorry that I just... <laughs> I did not realize what's happening behind your you back. You outed boobs, Joe. You outed her. I I think like maybe one person called me boobs McGee to my face, and I thought it was a joke. I have no idea that was my actual nickname. I can't believe you guys just whipped that up out of nowhere. <laughs> Sweet Jesus, I want fifty dollars a day from those fuckers. Okay, so moving on. How are you guys? Cat gave a thumbs up. We're recording audio, cat. <laughs> Joe, how are you? I'm getting over a head cold, but other than that, I'm doing okay. Great. All right. Are we all done talking about random shit in our lives? Oh, oh. Over the last three weeks, four weeks, I won a puzzle contest. Me and what? some friends went and we did a puzzle competition and we got first place. Oh. So that was exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. That's so nice. I'm happy for you. I hate I I can't do puzzles. I, I haven't puzzles. done one in a long time, but we figured we go have fun at least at the very minimum. They gave us a twenty five dollar gift card to Dairy Queen, so we got nice. ice cream cake. Did you get the one with oh, the sweet shell? My God! No, did you just get cake? Just ice cream cake. Nice, nice. That's awesome. God, I want ice cream cake so bad. <laughs> I still have some in my freezer, but you're too far away. Yeah. I mean, if I, like, get a job offer with decent pay, which I don't think is out of the realm of possibility, I'll probably, like, they give me, like, a week or two, I'm going to road trip. I'll come see you, Joe. Yay. Oh, you could record an episode with fun. Joe. That'd be so cute. I know. I just don't want to come in the winter, though. Winter's too cold up there. <coughs> oh, yeah. No, fuck now. Sorry. Mm-mm. Okay. Do we want to start talking about the movie? Sure. All right. Okay. Tonight, we are talking about, this might be one of the weirdest fucking movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Uh, we're just up there. This was up there. We're talking about Sorry to Bother You. <laughs> the new film from uh, Boots Riley is actually his uh, di- directorial debut, and it's nuts, you guys. It's nuts to the point where I'm going to issue a spoiler warning. Don't listen to this. If you have not seen it. Yeah, there's there's no way to talk about this movie without giving it all away. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to see this without being surprised, and honestly, you should go in surprised, because this movie, I think, it it does you a lot of good to go in with not knowing anything. Yeah. Because it's not yeah. going to be anything that you expect, and you're not going to be able to predict anything. Yeah. And the shocking moments have to be that shocking to make an impact. Yeah. yeah and it does it very well. It does. So, let's... Take a 
look into what this movie is about, like I said before, it's not only directed by Boots Riley, it's also written by them. And it stars Lakeith Stanfield, Tessa Thompson, Jermaine Fowler, Omari Hardwick, Forrest Whitaker, Terry Crews, Army Hammer, David Cross, Patton Oswald, and Lily James. And before we get into the synopsis of it, explain what the movie's about, uh, why don't we do just a roundtable? So, I want to ask you guys, what's the weirdest movie you've ever seen? I kind of stole this question from another another podcast, but it fits in very well with this movie. So, Joe. Yes. What's the weirdest movie you've ever seen? Uh, I don't know if it's the weirdest movie I've ever seen, but it is also one of my favorite movies, and it is a weird movie, but The City of Lost Children. Ooh. It is a French film. It stars That's a weird movie. Uh, Hellboy. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Ron Perlman. Ron, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman speaking French through the entire movie. I think so I've seen a, this movie. Yeah, I have too. It's a good movie, but yeah, you're right. It's a weirdo. One. When the guy starts dreaming about Santa Claus over mm. and over and over, it gets so weird and creepy. Yeah, it's a weird one. That's a good answer. Uh, Cat. Mine is not as whatever. Fuck it. Mine is the 1998 movie, My My Date with the President's Daughter, because that movie is so weird and it would never work and it doesn't make any sense and yeah. it's just absurd. It's great. And I love it, but it's a weird. Movie. It's a kids movie. I watched it on Disney Channel growing up. But it's up. even kid like it's even weird for a kids movie. And this is like the generation of Brink and Halloween Town and Xenon Girl of the Twenty First Century. God, I love Xenon. But anyway, but My Day with the President's Daughter was just like very strange because it's kind of like her bodyguards are like wingman for her, like for him. So yeah. Like, what? Yeah, I haven't watched that movie in probably fifteen years. We're gonna watch it then. Okay. What about you, Addison? What's your weirdest movie? Guys, so for my birthday this year, all, I got all my friends. We went out to get some Mexican food, and then I brought everybody out back to, you ever again. to my uh, apartment, and we watched The Greasy Strangler. <laughs> and Kat hates me. I'm sorry, Kat. Don't be sorry. Just be ashamed. I'm not. That movie's so great. It's weird, Joe. Have you seen it? I have not. I, it's Tim I don't and think Eric. I've ever even heard of it. It's, it's a Tim and Eric movie. It's like the most Tim and Eric thing ever, except it's good. It's the only Tim and Eric thing I can I would watch. Okay. It's it because it's just so absurd. It's that movie is they put so much effort and attention and intention into specific scenes to be as weird as possible. It's so great. <laughs> like, so much effort went into making this terrible movie look so good. And here's the thing. It's, IMDb alone makes it look so weird. It's, it's strange. It's, and here's Three the thing. It's a good movie. It's not a bad movie. It's a good movie. It's just fucking weird. It is fucking weird. It's great. Okay. It's fucking weird. It's, it's great. Kat, do you want to read the synopsis for Sorry to Bother You? Yeah, sure. Cool. All right, guys, here's this their synopsis. If you're still listening and don't want spoilers, please stop listening now. All right, Cassius Green is a young black man living in Oakland, trying to figure out his place in life and how to provide for his fiancée, Detroit. Cassius, Cash, lands a job at Regalview, a telemarketing company. After a rocky start, Cash is persuaded to use his 
quote-unquote white voice to become more successful. It works, and he garners the attention of management. All the while, other workers are planning to protest the company due to a lack of a living wage and no benefits. Cash um, goes along with it, and after he is pulled into the manager's office, um, he thinks he's going to be fired, but is surprised to find out that he's getting promoted to being a power caller. He takes the promotion and finds out he is selling for worry-free. Um, which we'll definitely talk about worry for you guys. Yes. Cash is able to help his uncle out and upgrade his personal items and apartment, but tr- Detroit is not okay with what he is selling, and she eventually leaves him. Cash continues to get caught up in his new lifestyle, but however, he soon finds out at worry free they aren't horsing around. Technically, they are. Ah! <laughs> I was trying to make no one. I was trying to tell Addison not to laugh. But you I did. Was, so fucking. You did so good, though, babe. You did. You held that in. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I'm not usually good at holding the giggles in. You did a good job. I could hear her holding the giggles. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, I have my laptop on my lap, and probably, like, the vibration of it, of me trying not to laugh. It was like that inner snort. I could just hear it dying to come out. Oh, it was there. It was coming. It was ready. It was beautiful. Yay. Hi. Hi. So yeah, so that's that's the movie. That's the movie. And it's fucking bizarre. Like a synopsis like this sounds so humdrum and like a typical like someone just trying to figure out their shit, but this movie is not that at all. This movie is This movie is r- ridiculous. Yeah. This is one of the strongest commentaries I think I've ever heard about society and big business and media. I think oh, yeah. I read that in an article, too. Like, it's one of the ones where, like, some have been, like, subtle, and this is one that's like, no, we're gonna hit you over the fucking head with this. Like, you can't yeah. escape it. Like, uh It is very in your face. And I love it. Oh, yeah. I love that about it. But, um, I wanna... I think it's fair to say we all really like this movie, and we all recommend it. Yes. Okay. I was like, I wasn't the one who picked out this movie, um... I think Kat brought it to my attention, and I think... Kat saw it first, and I saw it, I think, the day after she saw it. Yeah, yeah and then you guys were kind of like, yeah, you need let's to see do it. it. I mean, I just remember walking out of the theater with my friend Eric, who I see movies with. Eric, I love you! Um, but we were both just like, <laughs> like, what the fuck did we just watch? I don't, it was uh, definitely uttered more than once between both of us. I, like, walked out of the theater and was just like, I think I just witnessed one of the most well-made movies I think I've ever watched. Mm. Yeah, and I'll get into why I think that, but first, Kat, Hmm. would you like to say a short piece of what you thought about the movie? I really enjoyed it. I loved all of the detail within it. Um, Fucking uh, Tessa Thompson, Detroit's earrings throughout the movie. (laughs) Those were so great. Are an art form in of to themselves. Um, I thoroughly loved that. Um, I just really enjoyed it. I, I, I've talked about this before, but like, I, I feel like sometimes I can predict movies pretty easily. And again, this movie like Hereditary is one that I, <laughs> I was like, cause I thought, you know, seeing the trailer and stuff, it was just going to be a, like kind of a exploration in that invasion of privacy that a telemarketer has when they call the home because when they start those initial scenes or they move through and he falls into the house with yeah, them that was I so thought that that's cool. where it was going to push it it's like maybe an explore like an exploration of 
how it is to be like a black man having to use a white voice in society to make a living selling stuff. Like how would they? That's how I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that's how I thought it was going to be too. And it's and it just like uh, I don't even have a really great metaphor to describe it. But it was just I got taken to a place on a different planet and a different universe that I don't I didn't even know would be related to this movie. Is that too dramatic? It was just no. I, I just couldn't have planned for it or predicted it. It was, it's great. It, it I, says so much. And there's at one point I almost peed myself because I was so surprised. Because it, it's also uncomfortable. It's like it's it, hilarious. It's uncomfortable. It's this it's, movie made me more uncomfortable than a lot of horror movies I've watched, and I've watched a lot of horror movies. Yeah. What about you, Joe? Yeah, Joe. I went into thinking the same thing. Oh, it's just going to be about how some black guy uses a white voice and becomes rich off of it. And totally not what I was expecting. But I loved all of the commentary behind it. It is exactly how I feel coming from the writer's perspective of media and society and the big business and everything and, and how they will warp and try and convince you of certain things. and. And like they said in the movie, you just, you get used to it, so you just follow along because you feel like you can't fight it anyways. There's no point in writing to your senator because he's just going to do what he wants to do anyways. Oh, yeah. And I feel like everything that they were saying was just like, this is exactly how society is. This is what society needs to watch, but they will never watch it. Well, we watched it. Yeah. Well, I I don't know, you guys. But society as a whole is going to turn this away because they don't, the Big Brother doesn't want you seeing and realizing all of this stuff. Well, do you think so it'll never be a cult classic? I don't think even that far. You don't no, think this movie I totally go... think it'll be a cult classic. Yeah, do you think it could go the same way as like Get Out? Like Get Out initially, like people were writing it off because they thought it was going to be a comedy, and then it turned out to be something so much more. Yeah, and the fact that this movie is in like a multiplex—I saw it in a multiplex. I didn't see it in an art house theater. Yeah, I saw it at AMC. Yeah, I saw it at Regal. Sponsor us, AMC. Yeah, I just watched that at AMC, too. I got it with my movie pass before movie pass. <laughs> R.I.P. movie pass. <laughs> First time I watched it with the movie pass. Today I had to pay my $4 for seeing it before 4 o'clock. Oh. I, I went to showing at 4.15. What? I went to showing at 4.15, so I had to pay $15. Oh. Let's say use movie pass, but again, R.I.P. R.I.P. Movie Pass. I have Movie Pass. It would have come up today. For the A list, twenty dollars a month. No, they're out of money. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Joe. Pretty awful. We were discussing Movie Pass. We're assholes. We love you. What were you saying? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was saying that AMC started their own Movie Pass like thing too. Twenty dollars a month, three movies a week. You can go see it on the big screens. You can see it in 3D. You can see it in the IMAX. That's fucking sweet. I'll pay for that, yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think MoviePass would be even worth it up to about $30 a month. Yeah, because if you go to the movies twice, it's paid for itself. Yeah. And that's literally nothing. I definitely go to the movies more than twice a month. Yeah. Anyway, we're not going to get on that tangent. Also, we could because it ties in with capitalism. We could tie it back in later. Yeah. Um, We'll circle around, circumvent. Yeah. Circle around. Circle around. I don't know what that was. Okay, uh, so what I thought about the movie, um, I I heard about this movie for the first time while listening to a po- podcast called The Binge, and um, 
like they said it was really good. It was their pick of the week. And uh but when I heard the synopsis and I'm like, yeah, that sounds like it could be a good movie, but I just don't think it's for me. Like when you hear the basic synopsis, like a guy having to use a white voice. But and I was like, I'm glad they're kind of like addressing this, but I don't know. Just because, like, I work jobs where you'd have to, like, cold call people, and I hate it, so, like, I initially didn't want to go see it, pretty much. I didn't want to get the PTSD, but, you know, um, I kept (laughs) hearing about it and hearing about it, and each time I heard about it, I heard something different, like, it being a sci-fi movie, like, I'm like, how? And then I heard about it being, like, a movie akin to, like, being John Malkovich, just, like, a totally out-there concept, but that works really well, so I was like, okay, I might give this a shot, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, a lot of people on my friends list just started posting about it, like, non-stop. Yeah, it was like, you didn't really see anything about it, and then suddenly it was everywhere, everyone was like, go see it, go see it, go see yeah. it. I myself said that, <laughs> right I'm, after seeing it. I'm still mad at myself for not going to see three identical strangers when it was playing when I was in New York, but that's a story oh, it's for another so good. time. I haven't seen that. I want to see it so bad. Don't tell me anything about it. That's a podcast for next time. Yes. I, there I, definitely needs to be one. Joe, will you add it to the list so we don't forget? Do we have a list? Yes. Yeah. We have a oh, I need rather to, I need long list. A, a very long list. list. We have enough movies on there. Dude, we should just we'll squeeze it in. We'll squeeze it in. Anyway, um this movie was great. Um, I like watching weird movies. That's one of my... I like watching shit that'll make me think. and It'll make me... Is that a bug or a frog? That is a bug. Okay. Goodbye, Mr. Bug <laughs> We're outside. We're roughing it. We're real hardcore podcasters. <laughs> We're on All my for y'all's entertainment. We're out here. We're, we out here. I'm in a very comfy camping chair on my back patio. I'm sitting on the cement. <laughs> <laughs> Cat's roughing it more than me. <laughs> There are more chairs. Oh. I'm, uh, I'm already sitting. Okay. Oh, there is actually one right next to me. <laughs> uh, I wasn't looking. Extra people. Guys, extra people. Anyway, um, I see the progression of weirdness. Because it starts out like as a like, okay, this is quirky. Oh, this is kind of weird. Oh, this is really weird. Oh, this is fucked up. This is getting fucked up. I don't know what's going on. <gasps> Holy shit! What the fuck I, was that? I like the subtle progression that they did. Yeah. Like, the whole time you're thinking, oh, nothing's wrong. And you're just accepting all of this as you're going, just like they say that you should with the media and everything. Yeah. That's what I loved about it, was the subtlety of, oh, okay, this is happening. Okay, we'll just accept that. Oh, they're going on strike. We'll just accept that. Oh, he's moving up to the second level. And, Oh, they're selling slavery as workers, and, and you're buying it up to that point, and then that's when all of a sudden all of the lines get crossed, because you're in upper management, you see what actually happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a lot of qualms with upper management, but I'm also interviewing for jobs, so I'm not going to put that out there quite yet. <laughs> wait till you're gainfully employed. Yeah, I'm going to wait till I'm gainfully employed and then I'll trash capitalism. Here, we will say not all upper management is bad. It's there not, are some not people... all companies. There are some great companies out there. Oh, yeah. And those there are, are definitely... usually the Fortune 500 companies that are doing really well because they take care of their employees. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And yep, yep. people who don't take care of their employees aren't going to be in business for much longer. Yeah, take note. Take note, y'all. 
But shout out to REI. I think REI is one of the best companies that takes care of their employees. I like REI. I pay for a membership. Nice. I love them too. Yeah. They give their people off on the holidays that they're taking off, and it's it's more of a family atmosphere, and and they care about people's families, not just saying that they do and making for to work on Black Thursday, Black Friday, and Christmas. That's awesome. Way to go, REI. Yeah. Doesn't Trader Joe's do that too? They might. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, like, it's becoming very few and far between that employers actually want to take care of their employees, like, in a way that, like, should just be basic common sense. Yeah. And. Yeah. It's all just so depressing. It's really depressing. Like, this movie kind of made me very depressed and, like, to the point I almost had a panic attack coming home. (laughs) I'm just kind of getting sad thinking about it now. Yeah, I'm kind of getting sad now. Uh, but anyway, we're going to power through that and do the podcast. We're professional. Happy voices. Are we going to use our, our happy voices? We're going to use Hi! Our, we're going to use our white voices. Yeah, <laughs> let's use our white voices. All right, we're going to do the rest of the podcast like this, guys. Yes. Yes, like <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of hold your nose and... You can kind of do it if you, like, talk with your, like, if you talk with, like, the Urkel face. Be more breathy. Be more breathy and make it sound like you've never been fired from a job, but you've only been let go. We've been fired from a job. I, I, they took my resignation as written. (laughs) I've gotten fired. That sucks. I've only been really fired from one job, and that was not even a big deal. Well, yeah, one job. That's not even something I can put on my resume. Um, I was fired from an internship by text. That is not a very professional company. No, it was only like two people that worked in the company. Oh. I did. I hated the job anyways. It was overnight and it was just stupid. So I was not worried about it. You're just like, okay, cool, bye. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's just like, it's a really fucked up reality, not... Like, I'm going in and I'm asking for, like, what people say is a lot. And I'm just like, do you know the price of rent? I can't even get a one-bedroom within five miles of the workplace any less than $45,000 a year. I'm out in the burps. Yeah. Well, what do you think is the difference right now, to tie this back into the movie... What do you think is different right now? If this is, you know, kind of a straight on head, like a look into what it is like right now. I mean, rent is crazy high in the, like in the world. We do not really have like a minimum wage. Like everything's pushing for like that $15 minimum wage, just to even make ends meet. What do you think is it that finally made the people in the movie get so fed up that they want to strike? And why isn't that happening now? Why is that happening here in real life? Well, a lot of it is happening in real life. There are protests all around the country People, like, fighting for unions and minimum wage. But not enough. Not enough. But, you know, like, the counter thing is is that people can't afford to go out and protest. Like, yeah. if they're pushing for... You can't for- afford not to make that money because then you can't pay for your apartment. That's already costing more than you're making. Yeah. Like, and if you lose that job, you're afraid to lose that job, and now you've gotten fired for doing this. Who's going to hire me now? Well, do you think the people at the Regal View, do you think 
they, I mean, they were threatened with being fired as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, but I guess all of them. I, I, did they end up getting fired? I guess that's. I think they ended they, up just. They were still picketing out. at the end of it all. So they, were they getting paid during all of that? I wonder. It's by commission. Oh. Their job was one hundred percent commission. And they weren't union, so there was nothing protecting them. So at that point, yeah. no, they were not making money. I didn't even know what unions were until like six months ago. Seriously? Yeah. I'm from the South. I'm from the South. But my mom also was a labor union president for like most of my childhood. So that might be. I didn't know what I knew what I knew what they were. I just didn't know what it meant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now I know. And now I'm like, I kind of want to move up north. I don't I don't want to live in the South anymore. Yeah, I grew up knowing what AFSCME meant. The American Federation of State County Municipal Employees. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck she just said. <laughs> I don't either. That was a lot of big words I don't know. But, yeah. Um, so, it's just awful because employers can get away with just about anything. Well, especially here in Georgia where we're, I don't know if it's the same thing where you are up north, um, but we're at an at-will state. So, you can get fired in the state of Georgia for wearing an ugly shirt. Yeah. You can get fired for anything. And it's bullshit. For no is, reason. Yeah, for no reason. I remember yeah. telling my friend in England that, like, and she was like, that's absurd. She was like, you don't get, like, a warning? And I was like, I don't have to. It's Most people do, but you can get fired for it and you don't have any legal recourse for it. Unless it's, like, some kind of discrimination. And she was like, um, that's terrifying. Oh, yeah, especially because we don't have, like, our livelihoods are connected to our jobs. Like... There was a ladybug. We had a ladybug emergency, but it's okay now. It's a good emergency. <laughs> um, I mean, it's terrifying because, like, healthcare. Like, I'm fortunate enough that I'm still on my parents' healthcare, so I can quit my job and still have healthcare. A lot of people don't have that luxury. Ew. Yeah. And the shitty thing is, like, you know, we're teaching people who are, for lack of a better word, gullible, that things like unions and having good health care is just, like, a sign of, quote-unquote, communism. Well, that's all that the people that we were fighting for, is just to be able to pay for it, have health insurance, and have benefits, have protections in place. Yeah. That's all they're fighting for. That's literally, like, the bare minimum a company should offer. I think it used to be that way. Anymore. It used to be that way, and, you know, people voted for unions to be out, because a lot of politicians that didn't benefit from unions, because they were businessmen before they went into politics... Uh, they just convinced their voter pool to get rid of unions. And that's what happened. Yay. Yay. So back to this movie. So back to this movie. <laughs> I mean, everything kind of does all everything Because, I mean, comes in. it's all that's happening right now. Yeah. I mean, like, there will... I think there's going to be a point where the average American worker is going to lose... Their ability to fucking keep it together? I don't even know anymore. I 
That's, like, I wonder what's gonna take. Like, what is it going? Uh, what's it gonna take? What's it gonna fucking take? Yeah. Like you know, there are people who like. I'm gonna get very political right now. There are people who vote for parties that ridiculously go against their own well-being for the sake of party politics. For the sake of, I'm at least I'm not a liberal. Yeah, like, there are people out there who will eat shit if they think someone who's liberal will have to smell their breath. And that comes down to people being uh, gullible enough to, like, vote against their best interests. Like, when you lay it out in front of you, like... Voting to take away, like, rights, workers' rights, that's stupid. Who votes for that? You know who votes for that? People with party alliance. And it's just sad. Okay, I'm ending this tangent. Joe, are you still with us? I am still with you. I am totally agreeing that I, I don't understand how we still have Republicans and Democrats. When you should be just looking at the facts of what they're actually saying and thinking and not being voting Republican because I'm Republican or voting Democrat because I'm Democrat. So I totally get it. I'm on the same page as you. Gotcha. 100%. Gotcha. I mean, it just sucks. It's awful. Like, I hate having to speak about people like that because I do at the very bottom of my heart want to believe that people are smart and know what's best for themselves but if people really knew what was best for themselves we wouldn't have prisons or rehab so yeah but time back to the movie what about that crazy horse shit Fucking literally. That is basically the thing that made everyone go, what the fuck, where is this going? And, like, they foreshadow it, like, with that plate he does the cocaine on. Yeah. Like, well, the, the entire room, when I watched it the second time, the plate has Bobo the horse on it. He has a golden statue of a horse. There's probably a dozen photos on the wall, all of horses. Do you think that's a representation of the horses that have gotten him to where he is? I think that's just that he loves like it's building off the back. ideas and yeah. Well, because he's had at that point we know now the Equus Sapiens have been around for a while, so he's already. I love that Equus Sapien. Equus I love it. Oh, one thing too that I noticed the second time around when they first go to the party and he meets um, Army Hammer for the first time. I can't remember the guy's name in the movie. Steve Lift. He meets Steve Lift for the first time. Steve Lift does that ring of cocaine, and it's like, okay, everybody, now we're here to party. He's carrying a horse whip in his hand, <gasps> and he's snorting the cocaine. Well, is he snorting the horse cocaine, or is he snorting... I think no, he's just he's snorting, snorting regular cocaine. cocaine. But is he, he giving... Do you think he's giving other people party. at the party aside from cash horse cocaine? Like, the weird horse cocaine? Probably. Everybody else probably did, because he's going to have millions of horses eventually. Millions of horses. Horses for me. Millions of horses, as far as you can see. 
It's fine. Um, but yeah, no, the horse thing is crazy. Um, it's, who, and I, I like that they fake you out too. Like you, you learn about them and you catch like, oh fuck, I'm going to turn into a horse. And then it, it pauses on that for a minute. It lets you just forget that he snorted it. And then he turns into one and you're like, what yeah. the fuck? That was great. And then they all go together and beat his ass. Yeah, he didn't plan that well. I think no. Lister looks kind of dumb. It's like, you're going to make a super strong race of humans that are going to hate you. Like, well, he said, when he was introducing the concept and idea, and he said, and hopefully they won't rebel as much. They won't complain as much. True, well, he wants so Cash to do that. was for them not to do that. Well, he wants Cash to quell that rebellion. Yeah. he. That's yeah. why he offered Cash, like, a shit ton a lot of, of money. Yeah. And a lot Which of Which is one of his big mistakes. How long did it take you guys to get his pun name? Cash Green? Cassius Green. Yeah. I got it. I'm right sad right. now that there wasn't... Wait, did they play Wu-Tang in this movie? I'm sad. So. I'm sad if they didn't. I hope they did. I can't I'm remember. I'm not sure. Honestly, the, like, the music was like very important for it, but just watching it, I forgot everything else about the songs. Yeah. Pretty much, like... The, the majority of the names that they use, I think, were kind of punny or purposely picked for that same reason. Yeah. Like Detroit. Detroit is very street smart. She knows mm. exactly what's going on the entire time. Yeah. Salvador, I feel like, was representing a little bit of salvation. Like, he knows what was going on and was trying to get his friend to, to get out of all of that. Mr. Blank, where they just bleep out his name, Mr. <laughs> Yeah. Does he ever get named? Nope. Nice. No, he never gets named. He doesn't even have a name on IMDb, but that's because he's every person's boss. Oh. He is one above you. So if they give him a name, then he's someone's boss, not everyone's. That's cool. Yeah, he's somebody specific, but now he's like everybody's boss. Squeeze? Squeeze. Stupidest name ever for a character, I thought. When he's like, yeah, my name is Squeeze. It's like, dude, your Asian name is Squeeze? That's weird. But it's a parallel to what's happening to him from the man. The man squeezing him is draining his life, and he's feeling all that pressure. So it totally made left at that. Totally made sense at that point. Sorry, I was reading Steve List's name next, <laughs> and how Steve List just kind of tries to lift everybody up and spin things to make it look like it's some sort of higher power from heaven. Do you think he's trying to lift other people up, or just lift himself up? he's got to lift other people up to lift himself up. So I think, you know, his main goal is to lift himself up. But in order to do that, he does have to bring other people up with him. That's fair. And he needs his, cash. He needs his That's army of cash. minions. Yuck, 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 yuck. Who else, like, freaked the fuck out when the horse people were first shown? I when the like, first horse fell out of that bathroom cell? Yeah. Oh, that was, I was actually kind of scared for a second. I thought the movie was going to go to, like, maybe he's going to get murdered by the horses. Yeah, I thought, like, it was going to take, like, straight up horror movie turn. Oh, yeah. I, I thought it was all from sniffing the cocaine. I thought he was having some like a bad drug hallucination. I do like how they broke, though, that, like, terror of that moment by him being like, oh, you didn't go into, like, what was the, the olive door? You went into the jade, jade door. door. <laughs> it was like, they're all fucking green. But also, like, 
That just means he's just keeping the Episapium just like down the hall. Yeah. Oh my god, my favorite part of the fucking movie, made by Michael Dongry. I love that he got Michelle Gondry to do that. That was an amazing animation sequence for yes. the fucking This is how you're gonna turn it. I can't believe they got like Michelle Gondry to do that. I haven't seen him do anything in forever. Like That was awesome. I was like flipping out because I'm like, those are some wild titties on those ape women. Oh, the detail into that, like they wobble when they're just standing there. Like it's so good. Like oh, it's the nudity and sex in this movie made me very uncomfortable. Like, you didn't like the horse penises? I did not. I did not. Every girl's dream. A horse <laughs> penis? I'm just kidding. No. I just wanted to say that. No. <laughs> It'd be a fun way to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would probably die after taking one of those. <laughs> I'm very small down there. I'm cutting that part out. (laughs) Please don't. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. People of the internet, now you know. Please don't stalk Addison. Please don't stalk Addison. Please leave her alone. Unless you're paying her $50 for her boobs. (laughs) <laughs> Why is this my life? Anyway, back to the movie. Yes. Back to the movie. Back to the movie. Um, was anybody else made... I wasn't sure if I was supposed to laugh or be really uncomfortable at the rapping scene at the party that he does. Yes! I wasn't sure, because party wants to be like, this is absurd. He's literally just saying the N-word over and over and over again. Yeah. There, there, it's no substance. It's kind of him just shouting out into the void, and they're eating it up. But at the same time, he's it's... Kind of, I really hope I'm not going to sound anything say say anything bad about things, but it's kind of like he's like a parody of what a rapper is in that moment. That's how I kind and of all got, they see him. Not as. a good rapper, like a bad rapper. But that's all they see him as. It's like yeah. they don't see him as like, oh, he's this great salesman, and yeah, he's using his white voice, but he's still landing a deal with the white voice, making all this money for them. And despite all that, he's still just to them this black guy. Oh, he has to be a rapper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be uncomfortable because that's the way society, the white society, high society, sees the young black worker. Well, see, my... And I don't mean this in a racist way, but it's a monkey grinder. They're playing the music, you better dance. Mm. And they get him to do it. And then it's another step in the, you're doing exactly what they want you to do. You're just listening and you're following the steps. You're sticking to the script. That's fair. I feel like... I think I was talking with Eric about this when I got out of the movie. I, isn't I? I think that moment is wasn't it kind of a similar realization for Dave Chappelle, which is why he stopped doing comedy. He was like, I, I felt so. like I was on stage and having to perform and like be this like person for people, and that's why he took that break. I wrote about that too. That's a good point. But yeah, I just wasn't sure if it was supposed to be laugh because like it was. It, did no, you guys' I, theater have a mixed audience? Like half of the laugh. I was half the, the only one in my theater. Oh. Yeah, I went. And there was five people the first time and two the second. Dude, our theater, my theater was packed. Admittedly, I went like that first weekend, but still, it was packed, and it was like half the people laughed, half the people were just like, Ugh. like I was, I wanted to laugh, but I was like very uncomfortable because. 
like, white people saying the N-word just makes me uncomfortable. Well, they didn't say it. He did. Or were they? No, he they did. He, it was like a call and repeat. It was repeat. a call and response. They yeah. repeated it back to him. It, it makes me so uncomfortable. Like, I don't like it. Like, Well, is it a, um, Joe, or if, <laughs> if someone does a call and repeat, uh, are you, I, I, as, you, like, should you repeat yeah, back? there was a call and response while he was doing it. Yeah, no, no. But as, That's what he was asking him to do. But as a black dude, is that, like, okay? I'm not black. Oh, you're not? Joe's Asian. Yeah. You're Asian? Yeah. You are very tan. Why, thank you. <laughs> I also only saw your face for, like, two seconds. So <laughs> I'm going to forgive myself. with a different voice, and then you can uh, tell her uh, what. Oh, my God. Asian okay, well, then fine. We'll go with an Asian example. Um, <laughs> if someone, like, if, I don't know, if... You know, if someone cooks egg rolls, should you have egg rolls too? Well, no, I was meaning like if someone were like for you know, like I know there are offensive words like someone being like Oriental. We'll use Oriental because that's like the most safe one yeah. I can think of right now. But like, so if someone would be like Oriental, 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 like, and it were it held it held the same connotation as the N word did. Would you feel offended if someone were to like do if you instigated a call and repeat that they did it back? Like what? Like, what would you... As an artist, I would want them to do it because that's the whole point of a call and response. I mean, if he's going to say it and he wants them to respond back, of course he wants them to say it. They're but he looked uncomfortable. Like, uh, 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 shit. Uh, 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 shit. They're going to say the N-word. Okay. Because he's trying to get them to say it. Isn't there a scandal or some weird thing right now, Kendrick Lamar, that some fan said the N-word with, uh, like while rapping with him on a song and she was like a white lady? Yeah. And a ton of people were like, you shouldn't have done that? Yeah. What's the right thing to do in that situation? I just don't say it. Yeah. Just don't say it. I just don't say it. You just pause over that moment. Yeah. That's you can just say people, 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 people. <laughs> or Niffler. 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 Or you end up like Papa John's. Oh, God. I'm so sorry, Joe. I hope I didn't upset you. Oh, no. I'm not upset. I I, I really know. have... I never see you. I've never really seen you before. <laughs> I, well, I am half black. Oh, okay. From the waist down. <laughs> so Addison's tight. <laughs> You're fun like a horse. Stop! <laughs> this is our podcast, everybody. <laughs> this is not a podcast for children. Please oh, do not listen no. to this podcast with children. <laughs> it's explicit. I mark it as explicit. If you are a parent and you're listening to this with your child in your minivan, you have problems. And go get help. No, I like you guys in your little minivans. But not with children in the minivan while you're listening to this. They have to grow up sometime, cat. <laughs> if they're 10 and older, that's fine. You have to be double digits to listen to this podcast. <laughs> and if you're under the age of 15, you need parental guidance. <laughs> Hopefully they're not learning the birds and the beast from us, and the parents have already had this conversation if they're still listening at this point. Well, if they're in the South, they probably are learning it from or us. Or at least they went yeah. through middle school sex ed or something. Uh, yeah. Middle school sex ed still leaves a lot to be desired. It's pretty awful. I used to troll them. I don't think my parents ever even gave me the talk. Nope. Hey. <laughs> anyway, so back to this movie. And now we just go around. Okay, back to the movie. Um, 
Hmm. Well, I guess there's another kind of sense of like a call and response situation with Detroit at her art show. Yeah. And it makes Cash really uncomfortable seeing her get hit and exposed like that. Like yeah, he, I just he, was about to bring that up. Yeah, he likes, art show. Yeah, her art show. Um, and he stops them, and she's like, "What are you doing? Like, this is the point of it." Um, and so I guess it's another thing of where the audience is engagement with it. Um, can make you really uncomfortable or it can be, it's supposed to be I'm not, I don't think that was supposed to be funny, but it's supposed to be like uncomfortable, but maybe you're like, yeah, they, she wants them to do this. So fuck. Yeah. They're doing it. I mean, you don't want somebody to do something, but you can still be uncomfortable with it. I guess it's fair, but I guess it's more of an uncomfortable, like, it's I mean, uh, uncomfortable like, in the fact that they are doing it. It's like, uncomfortable, like, but it's consensual. I guess that's true. And I think it was there to open their eyes to see what was going on. So yeah. she wasn't doing it just to do it, not just to be artsy. But oh, it's yeah. like, this is what's actually happening in society. Do you guys realize what's happening? All these things being thrown at you and this, this blood that's just dripping from you. When you Metaphorically, you don't even realize it. Hmm. And it opens up, I believe it opened up Cash's eyes at that point. Yeah, I, a little I think bit so at too. least. And just so that seed of wait, maybe this is actually happening to me. I think so, too. Because when it's happening to you, you don't necessarily see it. But if you see it happening to somebody else, it's like, oh my gosh, how can you put yourself through this? And she's like, dude, it's the same thing you're doing to yourself right now, but in a different way. Yeah, you just can't see it. You're letting these bosses throw blood on you. You're letting them throw cans at you. And you're still going through it. You're just standing there doing nothing because of the money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was making good money. He went from, what, a sweet apartment? He went to a sweet apartment. Yeah, he was making some fuck. And, I mean, like, when you come from... It happens to a lot of people who come from not a lot or nothing. And when then they get a job that pays well, they go crazy over it and just think it's the only thing between life and death. And, like, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, especially if people grew up in poverty. Like, here's the thing. wanting to better your life. I never saw, like, I knew what Cassius was doing was, was bad, but I understood his side. Like. Yeah, and that just brings up the question of at what extent. Yeah. I mean, he lost, like, the love of his life. Did you know? Or do you think they got back together by the end? I think they only got back together because he did that thing. If he didn't do it, I don't think she would have given him the time of day. That's fair. Yeah, if he just kind but of kept I think going. They, I think he lost her as he became the horse. Uh, <laughs> she left before he was physically the horse. Or oh. maybe after like one or two times as he was the horse. <laughs> well, it's like they break up, they don't see each other for a while, they meet up, they hang out, and she's like, I don't want to do this anymore, I can't. And then she's gone in the morning, and then he only sees her through the picket line for a while. Yeah. And she starts seeing fucking Glenn, which I was such a surprise to anybody else, like, Glenn! I he popped Glenn. up on screen. That was Glenn. With like... both eyes. That was nice to see. Oh, that mm. is nice to see. I haven't watched Walking Dead in so long. Me either. Uh, not, not since Glenn. Yeah. Then I stopped. Yeah. 
I slapped in like season two. Anyway, uh, I like Glenn. He's a cutie pie. Yes. His character was really interesting. In the movie? Yeah. Um, he I was Squeeze, right? Yeah. yeah. He was Squeeze. He was cute. I like him. He was. He had just, like, an interesting dynamic. I wasn't really sure what his role was going to be initially, like, because he starts off as, like, I'm your friend, oh, I, I want to start off this, and then he turns into, like, a kind of rival love triangle thing. I don't even think that. It does a little bit. Like, it's not, like... That's probably the only thing I didn't like about the movie was, like, like I understand him having a crush on Tessa Thompson's character, but, like, her kind of going for him. Yeah. Well, she's going I, for someone who has ideals and perspective who's not being, who's not selling themselves out. To okay, the that's true. Like, Squeeze is the opposite of that. Squeeze is like, we're starting this rebellion. Like, the whole thing is started by him. Pretty much true. Yeah, that's true. But I don't, I do have to say one thing that is, I kind of had an issue with for Detroit's character is that she does go along with his lifestyle for a little while. Yeah. It's not like he starts making money and she's like, you're making money out this way. I'm out. Like, it shows a fair amount of, like, time passing, it, you know, at least a couple of weeks. Yeah. Maybe a month. Maybe a month. Um, yeah, she was definitely holding on and trying to make it work still. But, yeah. And he just got worse and worse and worse and deeper into it to where she just got to the point of breaking. It's like, no, this is, it's too much now. Yeah. God, I just loved her character so much. She's Tessa Thompson. I love her. She's great. She's the best Valkyrie ever. Yes. Agreed. But uh, what else do we want to discuss about this movie? Just her earrings again. Her earrings are so Can those so earrings great. please be real? If you have a 3D printer, if you could make any of those earrings, I would love you forever. Please mail them to me in Atlanta. Yeah. Please make them. We'll give you a P.O. box. Yeah. Um... Don't send us dicks. Unless they're on earrings. <laughs> I will wear them if they're earrings. Yeah, same. Um, I don't even have my ears pierced. <laughs> I liked the a lot of how important, like, like most of this movie is David Cross talking. I know. Like, most of it is David Cross. Yeah. Like, if you hate David Cross, you're going to hate this movie. Pretty much. Um, I like David Cross. I just, I, that was such a surprise, like, when they first pulled out, like, the white voice. Yeah. Um, that was really jarring. Like, because, like, I thought it was just going to be the actors, like, trying their best to sound white, kind of like Carlton. Mm. But no, like, they dubbed white actors. And I was just like, this is weird but awesome um well it kind of touches on like the idea of like black people sounding white like you know that there's um uh i think this sort of thing where people are like oh you don't sound like you're black yeah and cassius got a lot of that in the movie even without his white voice mm. from his friends like you don't sound yeah. black you're barely black i'm like there's that's kind of fucked up sort of an internal racism? Maybe not racism, but, like, judgment, internal judgment between, like, how you act. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure how that dynamic works particularly, but I do see instances of it, especially within Asian culture. 
Because, like, for a lot of people who are Asian, and Joe, you could probably chime on this more than me. But <laughs> probably. Probably. As you're Asian. As you're Asian. And as not. we've now learned. Well, I've learned. I, I've known him for, like, seven years. Known him for seven years. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, you know, if you're not good at math, or good at school. Or you're good at not good at driving. I wasn't going to bring that up. Thanks, Kat. But I mean, that's like the stereotype. Yeah. It, yeah. And, and honestly, I stereotypes are there for a reason is the way that I see it. Okay. There's a lot of Asians that are really smart. There are a lot of Asians that are really good at math. There are a lot of Asians that cannot drive and should not be driving. The stereotypes are there because of that. If it wasn't, if there wasn't enough of them, it wouldn't be a stereotype. Nobody would have ever noticed because it's there's not enough of it to give substance to the truth. Hmm. So honestly, for me, I'm I'm never offended by it, just because there's a little bit of truth in every stereotype. All right. Um, I guess I have a question. Do you guys think a situation like worry-free could happen? Because this, uh, this isn't the first source of media to have that kind of uh, lifestyle presented to them. I don't know if you guys have read The Heart Goes Last by Margaret Atwood. Yeah. But that's the life they offer. They're like, you get a house and food and we take care of you, but you just work for us. How likely do you think uh, if it keeps going kind of the way things are with people not being able to support themselves that we could move into Oh, that I totally think something like that will happen if it continues to go like this, but I don't even think it's going to be as good as it was presented in the movies. Oh, no, it'll be awful. Oh, it's going to be god-awful. If we get to the point where it's allowed, it's it will, it will be slavery. Yeah, I mean, there are more slaves today in the world than there were at any other point in history. Yay! Yay! A lot of that's just sex trafficking. It's just that we've legalized it, made it all nice and pretty, and put a bow on top of it, and, and we don't call it slavery now, but yeah. Yeah, it's like you work there. You're just a laborer. You're a, a cog in the machine. Yeah. Yay! God, this movie is it's so good, but it, it does make you turn a lens, and it's kind of depressing. It's super depressing. Just because, like... I want to go on a road trip in two years for six months, and, like, I tell all my potential employers, like, I see myself being here for about two years, and they're like, why two years? And I'm just like, oh, because I'm, you know, I'm an admin, like, I'm not somebody that will most likely move up in a company. That's how you answer it? Might just be like, because I want to travel in two years. I'm saving up to travel. I should probably do that instead. But then it just sounds like you're working for a goal, as opposed to being like, I don't worry about being just this main, this like humdrum person. That probably sounds better. Yeah. Sorry. I hope that wasn't rude to say that. No, it doesn't. I mean, I didn't like outright tell them like, um, like I, I because I won't move up, and I'm like. Well, I say two years just because, you know, I always want to keep my options open and I have a wide variety in my background. So that keeps me um, going, keeps me always open for new options. And they usually like that. 
and I'll finish it up. But if they are offering me like steady growth, I'm more than happy to stay at a place that um, is good to work at. I've got my interviews down, Missy. Apparently. <laughs> you got an offer from Disney, didn't you? No. No. I tell you went to Disney and they like uh, You got an offer a job at Disney and didn't take it and then didn't immediately hire me with you. No, I didn't get a job at Disney. I told a recruiter I was at Disney and basically said, oh, I did Disney all in four days. And they were like, how'd you do that? Because they were, like, asking a question. Like, what's something that, like, made you accomplish a large goal in your personal life? And I was like, well, yesterday I did all four Disney parks in one day at the very last minute. And this is how I did it. This was my plan. And that's how it panned out. And it worked out exactly in my favor. That's awesome. And I guess that impressed them because I had an interview today. How'd it go? It went well. Yay. Did you bring in a trophy with you to sell yourself along with a fake employee of the month plaque like Cash did? I did not. Dang. I thought it was funny how they called him out and then, like, hired him because, like... Oh, yeah. They were like, if you're willing to do this, you'll go... You'll do anything for the job. Oh, do anybody remember the fact that there were, like, the guys in the room with a copier and it just was, like, shooting paper for every scene in the office? No. No idea why? This movie is just so fucking weird. Like... And I think what makes it even weirder is that all the characters just accept it as normal. Yeah, no, oh yeah, god, all the TV shows they show. That was the whole point of that. That yeah. was the whole point of the copy machine going wild. Because why you have to pay for copy on this level and nothing for free, and, and the lights kept flickering is because there's a lower level and nobody gives a shit about them. Yeah. And it was there to emphasize that we can't even get you a good copy machine. We're yeah. going to get you all this crappy stuff and... Unless you want to move up in the world and do exactly what we tell you, because you can only move up if you do what we tell you. Yeah, in our fancy level. Then we'll take care of Yeah. But that weird number, that was a long number. Yeah. That made me, that was, that that scene was kind of uncomfortable with her just, like, hitting on him. Oh, yeah. Oh, and dude, guys, remember the TV shows they were watching? Wasn't the one, like, you get beat up? Yeah, punched in the face like, or some when shit. he's doing his, like, plea, like, even after he's, like, trying to expose the, expose Steve Lift, and he's, like, hey, I'm, and he's, like, standing there covered in shit. Yeah, that was fucking weird. Literally. Yeah, literally yeah. covered in shit, and he's trying to tell them about this, and they're just, like, oh, haha, it's shit guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and the cans... Like, the wig and the cans. Oh, my God! There's so many things to this movie. That was so weird. This would be so weird. But it's totally a commentary on the media and how we all are brainwashed by these stupid shows that we watch. There's so many reality shows that it's just like, seriously, the real women of wherever? Okay, okay. In my defense, in my defense, Joe. I know it's entertainment, but... There's so much trash that we also watch and just accept it as, oh, they're going to beat the shit out of somebody. Oh, this is really good entertainment. It's like, because uh, I love celebrity boxing. That is the exact same concept. <laughs> I guess that's true. And I mean, 
We've been watching violence for thousands of years. Willis and Vanilla Ice go at it together. I mean, we've been watching people fight each other, you know, forever. There's like a whole fucking coliseum built for it. Exactly. There's so much of it. And I won't lie, I love Master Chef Jr. That show is delightful. I like uh, The Great British Bake Off. It's also a great show. Cooking shows, can we count cooking shows as being separate from trash reality? Because at least you get to see cool food. <laughs> I like Drag Race, Those are educational. Those are yeah. educational. Yeah. I still like Drag Race. I love race. you, Joe. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Any cooking show traveling food shows are educational. Um, diners, dives, and drive-ins, educational. Men versus food, educational. All Chef's table. Chef's table. Alright, I am on the Reddit thread for Sorry to Bother You. And I'm gonna just, like, say some things that are, I think are neat. Okay. Um, the Steve Lift office scene, the offer was $500 million for five years. It's $100 million per year, which is not bad. No, a hundred million for five years. Sorry. Oh, still not bad. Ah, uh, getting turned into a horse. Like, I feel like the least you can do is like five hundred million. Yeah. Okay, a definite nod to professional athletes. Holy shit! I didn't even think of that. Me either. Wow. Gosh, that's that. I guess that's why the soccer football player from his high school into the picture. So oh the yeah. To think about that. You know what? That really made me realize. Yeah, I wonder why they kept calling back to it. Now it makes sense. Yeah, that kind of that kind of made me realize something because, like, I think they were knocking on them for not being, you know, their version of successful. And I think someone else was. At least they're happy or something. Yeah, they are happy. Yeah, like who gives a shit? And like that was like, oh, that's actually a really important thing to discover who gives a shit how successful someone is as long as they're not hurting anybody and as long as they're happy. Yeah. So that was neat. Let's see what else. Um, there's an article where Riley discusses why he chose horses. Why did he choose horses, Cat? So he chose the horses for their cultural connotations and using animal associations with labor, domestication, and racism. Um, it's the motif. The motifs. It's um, strong as a horse, working like a horse, hung like a horse. Oh yeah. Like the labor is built off of their backs, and civilization was built off the backs of horses. Yes, it was. Wow, that's fucking deep shit. Holy shit, that's fucking weird. Would you say the ending is happy or sad? I thought it was satisfying. Hmm? I don't think it was either. I thought it was satisfying. What about you, Joe? I'm going with sad. I did, I, for, for the movie, it was a good ending. But as for continuing on after the movie and seeing what the future is like, I think it's very sad to see, one, that he's getting turned into a horse anyways. Two, I think he's totally lying about having a cure for the horse thing anyways. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then on top of that, he is fun that we're turning humans into horses into this positive thing. Now I'm making billions of dollars more than I was making before. 
and this is all a positive thing because I'm not crazy. I'm not insane. It's like, are you serious? How are you not crazy and insane making people into horses? Yeah. And, and big businesses don't see them slave driving like they do as being irrational, as being unethical. They see it as money. Yeah, every chance that they That's can to possible. make more, they'll do it. Yep. Sure. So to me, I feel bad because business won, the media won, everybody won except for him. He lost his battle being turned into a horse and even coming back for revenge at the end of it. I still don't see that as a win for him. That's just recouping your losses. Yeah. All right. I think I'm fully depressed about the state of capitalism and media in our <laughs> society. So why don't we wrap up with finishing thoughts? Like, I would recommend this movie to... You should see it. I mean, even if you come out of it not liking it. I think if you're listening to this podcast, you would... Like, I don't want to do movies for this podcast that I wouldn't recommend under some circumstance to somebody. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend this movie. I think it's important to watch. I don't think a lot of people are going to really get it because it's very... It's weird for a mainstream audience. Like, Yeah, are people coming in for, like, a comedy thinking it's going to just make them laugh? They're going to be... Because I don't really... Like, I thought it was funny, but I don't think I laughed. I, yeah, I wouldn't say it's a comedy. It's satire. Yeah. It's satire. And I don't usually laugh during satirical films. I didn't I didn't really laugh during this movie, but I thought it was hilarious. I know that sounds weird, but I feel like if you see the movie, you'll understand my point. What about you, Joe? How, any last words? I love the movie. I would totally recommend it to anybody that has an open mind about seeing the reality behind big business and society and media and how it can easily brainwash somebody without them even noticing it. Oh, yeah. Um, I love the subtle, subtle humor behind it. I think it was more of like a dark comedy to me. Oh, yeah. It was like the, the jokes were darkest there, comedy. <laughs> yeah. It was not laugh out loud funny. There might have been like one or two points that I laughed out loud. Like the very first scene when he's in the bedroom getting it on with his girlfriend and the garage door open. Oh, my God. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. I laughed out loud at that point. Um, when his uncle is screaming at him about the car. Okay, yeah, I laughed at that. I yeah. loved her. I laughed at him. Dude, I'm your uncle. We are family. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. But there are a couple of points where I did laugh out loud, but it was not. It was definitely not a comedy to me. It was more of a social commentary about all of these horrible things that we just get so blinded somehow by it. And society just goes along with it. Yay! Yay! Alright, well, I like this movie. I don't like capitalism. And I'm open to having discussions on why I don't have capitalism. But I'm not going to do that right now because I have to go buy groceries. <laughs> yeah, we should probably eat food. Yeah, I'm hungry. Alright, well, uh, this has been the Extra Unordinary Uh I really hope you like this podcast and you're subscribed. I haven't figured out how to get onto iTunes yet, but that's a dilly of a pickle. 
figure out. I don't know why. Uh, but but we're we're on Podbean. We're on Google Play. We're on Stitcher. I'm gonna upload this to YouTube. Fuck yeah! Hell yeah! Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and you can check us out on our website, extraordinary.com. All right. Uh, thank you, guys. I've been Addison. I'm a cat, and I'm hungry as a horse. Just kidding. You guys are all great. Uh, please go check out this movie. Um, or if you have any comments or questions or anything you want to say, reach out to us. Like, if you want to have yeah. a discussion, always feel free. Like, we love talking about this stuff. Yeah. And we love talking about it with interesting, cool people, which if you're listening to this, you obviously are. Yeah. Um, you can also send us, like, an email. We're at theextraordinary at gmail.com. Yeah. Send us an email. Like, we'd love to hear about you. Tell us about your day. Yeah. And maybe we'll read it on our podcast next time. Yeah. Ooh. Fan mail. Send us fan mail. Send us fan mail. All right. Uh, okay, I think we're out. Say bye, Joe. Goodbye. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>